You're not right, right? Ready to go? Live? Oh, okay. Live? Live? Good. Good morning. Good Hedish other. On that note, a few people asked me from the Kale here, as well as others, to give a share in the Sugi of Simcha. Being that Mishanichnas other Marb Besimcha. So the obvious question, and that's how we're titling this Joy on Demand. Can you demand, command someone to be joyous? Joy is a, uh, a hergish, a feeling. So you can command someone to do an action. But how can you regulate emotions? It's an obvious question. So when it says, Ivdu is Hashem b'simcha, or tachas hashlei avadatas Hashem lekach b'simcha v'tuv levov, or mishanichnas sodem arm b'simcha, these are directives telling us we have to increase in simcha. What happens if a person is just not in the mood, as they say? So though there isn't in the Maimorim that speak about this exact question, but there's a similar question that's asked about Ava, famous uh, tater of the Magid. The Magid asked the question, how can you command someone to have Ava? You can command them to do mitzvahs, which is maybe an expression of deep Ava, but Ava is a, a feeling, either you have it or you don't have it. And a similar question, Again, on action, you could say, even if you don't feel love, you should still be machnuseirech, you should still be mavakrechel, you should still show love in actions to another person. But the mitzvah is on vahafta. So the answer the Magid gives that the mitzvah is on the tzivu, on the hezbonimus. The tzivu is on the hezbonimus. Like the Rambam says, heyech yove odom avose li rose, she is Regardless, you start thinking and contemplating on the Morabu Masech Hashem, Magadu Masech Hashem, the beauty, the design, the organization, the, the sheer magnitude of this world. So that will, will be, will awaken a love. Same thing with a person. Even if you don't have initial feelings toward, of love toward another, toward another, but if you start contemplating on their neshama, the neshama from the Eibushter chelik elakamim al mamish, and like that, Balshamtu says, eretz chayfets that every id is filled with, like a earth filled with avonim tevis margolias, precious stones, and all the qualities, so you start appreciating, and that brings love. So then Chassidus further asks, so then the mitzvah should have been on the tzivui. On the izbonus, rather. The tzivui should be lizbonin. Why is it tzivui? Why is it tzivui? Why is it tzivui? Why is it tzivui? And the answer Chassidus gives is 
because the Hezbonah's Bederech Mamela will bring Ava. It's not that Hezbonah is one part of the mitzvah and the Ava is the second part. The way to come to Ava, that's the way human beings work. Mayach shalt alav. That the Mayach is Melit Midis. So it's not two separate things. That if you're Mizbeinen properly, that is the step that brings Ava. So it's not like a separate thing. If it was a separate thing, one mitzvah would be to be Mizbeinen and the second would be, okay, the next step is Ava. That Ava means to be Mizbeinen because that's the way a person comes to a proper Ava, which also explains that it's a healthy Ava. It's not just you happen to like someone. You know, sometimes you like a person. Whatever it is, they have a certain personality that you like. They did, a, they did you a favor. You have something in common with them. So that doesn't require his bonus. But that av is also an av that's much more, uh, we'll call it reflexive. It's more impulsive. It's not based on the mitzvah necessarily. It happens to be you end up loving the person. But when you say his bonus, then it's coming from a very deliberate effort. This doesn't mean that the mitzvah is only by people that you don't have natural love to. But it means that when you are misbeinen, in just in general, it makes the ava much more sustainable. Because if it's an ava kli bedover, meaning that if the ava is based on because you like the person, and what happens in tomorrow, you, you don't like him that much, or, or tomorrow he does something that, uh, that, that uh, disturbs you, then the ava goes down. However, if it's mitzad is bonus, and the neshama and the milas, and the Ebishter created him in the language of the Mishnah, so the Alter Rebbe teaches, what's the word bris? You know, how the Talmid of Shel Aden, Hillel says, Eivis Abrius, Makarvin Lotera, Eivis Abrius. What's the Lashon Eivis Abrius? So the Alter Rebbe says that even if you have no other Mila, the person, except Brius, Alma, so even, even though it's not possible, no one has a quality at all, but even if, so to speak, to your naked eye, a person doesn't have many qualities, the mere fact that a creation of the Ebershtiz is already a quality. In the Lashon of the Gemara, Leich Le'uman Shasani. So even if the person was unbecoming, and Abelazah said, how 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 ugly you are, but Leich Le'uman Shasani, the Ebershtiz, the craftsman, the one who shaped him. So even if no other mile, the fact that Ebershtiz created him, that alone is uh, the greatest mile. It's here, Kapo Shal Kodesh Baruch like Adam, like all of us, are B'tzir Adam, B'tzameinu Kedmuseinu, and all the milas that come with that. That's even if we can't find a revealed quality. So that, so that is an ava that's both sustainable and it's fulfilling the mitzvah in the fullest sense of the word. Now, if you also happen to also like his tchunas, and they're tchunas of the person, so that's like many, many things. It makes it easier. So you could then say, based on this biyot, same thing with Simcha. Chayra. That Simcha too, the mitzvah is under his bonus. That if you contemplate on things that bring to joy, automatically the joy will come. And that's the mitzvah. That's what means Ibdus Hashem Simcha or Mishanichnes Adar. That Simcha is to... So even if you're not in the mood, you're not in a joyous state, whatever the reason, so the mitzvah says no. If you think about it, you start realizing there are many things to be Simcha Sachayim whether the mere fact that you were born, you know, you're also part of the Brias. The mere fact that Ebershtah gives you health or life, and there's plenty of blessings that we always have. Like the Rebbe points out, and many people, many times in letters to people who complain to the Rebbe, 
about one thing or another, the Rebbe responds, I don't understand. Look at all the brachas that uh, the Ebershter gave you. You're only focusing on one or two things that are not exactly as you want. So it's important to have that as well. And that would be the mitzvah. To be but the question still is this. Um, and perhaps also on Ava you could ask the same question. Bottom line is this. You could be misbeinen, but there are situations that we know that are hepechasimcha. And there are situations that are begali, like a person of God, God forbid, is sitting shiva, or other tragic events. So, and even though Hashem besimcha or Mishanichnis Adamar besimcha goes on the whole month, no matter what situation. So, how do you reconcile that? You know, with Ava, you could say there's no natural negative, there's nothing against the Ava. You may not have the Ava, so you need these bonnets. But in Simcha, there are situations that are Hypacha Simcha. I should have mentioned this at the beginning of this uh, shir. I wanted to dedicate it to the 30th, 31st yard site of Peshalei Bas Shraga Feivel. Lapine just uh, said Lachaim. So today, Beit Zodar is her yard site. Tavshanun Beis, just a few weeks later, would be the Chavzayin Adr, Hayudua. So um, the family's not here. I don't know if they're here. They're maybe not here. But regardless, so we're dedicating it in her honor. I reminded myself because I was just thinking, Beis Adr is when it happened. Middle of the month, the beginning of the month, a Marban B'Simcha, something like that. Tragedy happens. Not exactly a Simcha. Um, the exact opposite, actually. Uh, so... And we all know that Rebbe Sicha, that, uh, that he spoke that day, 31 years ago, was uh, one of the, what should I say, one of the most uh, difficult Sichas to listen to. The Rebbe was literally crying about what happened, the tragedy. And the way he was taking a chreis of it, because essentially she lived here and she was in this community and she gave her life, Kiddush Hashem, as the Rebbe said, that, um, and it was because she came to live here because it's the Rebbe Shkuna without saying those words mamish, but it was pretty clear that the Rebbe was like, she's here because of me, essentially. And uh, I mean, the Rebbe said the atheist then that uh, we never heard before or after, especially when he quoted from Kehelis about they have to be careful, bloom picha, you have to be careful what you say, because the Ebersh is b'shemayim v'atal ba'aretz. You know, words that the Rebbe, very, I, I've never heard the Rebbe ever use. Like it says there, Fedish, don't talk about things, because don't talk about the Ebershter, because the Ebershter is above, you're below. You have to be careful. And the Rebbe said, even though there's that Hazhara uh, in uh, the Posik, still, so he brought a Posik, but the Posik says, don't talk, and the Rebbe spoke. We all know a few weeks later was the stroke. that some people associated with it, whatever. I'm not going to speculate on that. But that was Agnes Nefesh, a profound Agnes Nefesh, for obvious reasons was was uh, very very clear and uh, so just uh, so it just brings back to my what I was asking about simcha in a situation where there's no simcha it's the opposite of simcha as a matter of fact you're not even allowed to have simcha so um, so we, so it needs more explanation exactly now as I said in my Marich Siddhis and I looked for it there's plenty of talk about simcha and Tanya of course Peri Chavov and other Prakim <coughs> and uh, and uh, another Maimarim but this particular thing is not directly addressed the way the answering this question. But I think from learning the Mamorim, you come away with understanding of the answer. And of course, like always, you have to go back. What is Simcha exactly? Before we, what is Simcha? They say someone's happy, someone's joyous, someone's celebrating. What does that mean exactly? 
And the simcha that we understand as human beings is that the simcha that Taylor means when it says, Ivdus Hashem simcha. Simcha, you know. So, uh, so based on some of the Mamorim that talk about difference between simcha and tainug, so you can say perhaps the explanation is like this. Just as uh, the Milsa, I just heard from Rab Zalman Lipska right here, right now, because I mentioned he told me a story that he thinks he heard from Rab Shlemachayim, Kesselman, the Mashbi, and Kvachabad, and before that. Um, so I might as well share it that the Reb Marash, as a child, was well, the is the toy around and play around with the with the chesidim, and uh, you know like a child. And the chesidim saw him as, as the Reb is a child, the Reb is youngest child. So he was uh, one day the Semach Tzedek walks in and he sees this, and he calls over his son the Reb Marash, and says to him, "What's it does? You know what is this?" Uh, you know, like you know, like playing around, like basically. I know the exact expression, but it basically, I wasn't as serious. So the Rebbe Marash answered as a child. He said, "Mishanichnes oder." He said, "So beferish my mechazal." Mishanichnes oder in Yiddish oder means this one, and he pointed to one of those chizim. He said, "Mishenichnis oder is marben besimcha b'feirishemay mechazal." That when this person enters, you uh, you add in simcha. You know, I, <laughs> it's interesting, Vart. I, I, for some reason, maybe I don't ever recollect hearing it before, but I thought it's a gishmak thing to share. And Remarash, uh, even though uh, he was a child, but butzim butzim mekat fiyidia, he says a line and probably has deeper meaning. And some tzedek takenoch daite, he like accepted that. Even though it's like a derech tzachos, you could say, but accepted it. But pashas, the reason is because yeah, when you see a Jew comes in, it gives you simcha. You know, even though the, it wasn't just a nonsense simcha of childish child play. Uh, I, I, maybe you were part of the explanation. But I was thinking as soon as he said it to me, I said, and then there's the second half mishenichnas of ma'at in besimcha. So when the father walks in, you know, but chazushalom to say that. You can't say that some tzaddik is like Chaydash uh, So we know the Munkach says, Vart and Mishanichnas of Mamayatim Simcha. The Rebbe quotes it from the Minchas Alozat that Mishanichnas of Mamayatim, you diminish of Besimchet, Besimchet, that's Api Aloche, Kudyash Amishar, Mesam Chalev, things that you're allowed to do. And the Rebbe, of course, took Chaydash as we know, the saddest time of the calendar, and turned it into Yehovchi Yom Meil Lesosna Simcha. As, as, you, as much as you can do today in the uh, simcha through mitzvah, siyumim, let's say, in the nine days, siyum causes us to this mitzvah. Even if you don't eat meat and other things, whatever you can do to add in simcha, I'll again. Not chaz v'shalom, it's something you're not supposed to do. You don't make weddings then. So that's obviously clear din and and so on. So, so you see from that, just to point out that even of, which is um, a sad month, especially the first nine days, even then we also have the mitzvah of Ivdus Hashem B'Simcha, and Tachas Hashem B'Simcha, it doesn't say Simcha only in month of Adar. Shanichnas Adar, Marvim B'Simcha. And to, just to make the question even stronger, you look in the Gemara, the Gemara says, Kishem, Shanichnas Av, Maitim B'Simcha, Kach, Shanichnas Adar, Marvim B'Simcha, which the Rebbe asks in a number of places, uh, one of them, Shabbos Chazain, I believe, Tavshin, uh, Nun Aleph or Nun, nun Aleph, I believe. So, what's the equation? I mean, what are you connecting? 
always of other is others. It's shame, just as you diminish simcha. Why would you have to remember diminishing simcha to in order to tell us to be marba b'simcha? And the Rebbe's vart is because the real kavona of uh, of the heipech is also simcha, but it's like you didn't say the chaliyah yisna ermin acheshach. I'll talk about that some more soon. You have a similar idea with Moshe Rabbeinu says tikin shivas yemei mishda, which is seven shava brachas, and also shivas yemei avelus. The same in the same Chazal. The Rambam brings it. Which again, why would you equate the two? It's two separate things. Why do you have to say that just as he, he designated seven days of Simcha, seven days of uh, mourning? Two separate uh, worlds. But as we'll soon discuss, it's not really exactly separate. It's all part of one cycle and one world and one... They wish to create both possibilities. So going back, so what exactly is Simcha? Let's talk about that. What's Simcha? So... On a very, I talk about a very balbatisha level, some people would say, joy, simcha. You know, uh, we'll talk even simple things. A child is playing with a toy. He's very happy. Is that simcha? So fine, for a child, it's a sogis ketanis, it's a small mind. So for him, what gives him simcha is, is, is not a shkite, it's, non- it's child play, as I said before. An adult gets simcha from more sophisticated things, from advar chokhmah, from uh, even making money. I'm talking about uh, all the Dvarim Shal Rishus or Gdusha. I'm not talking about necessarily anything Chaz Rishon the Heper. Is that Simcha? You know, some people like ice cream. And they, 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 when they eat ice cream, they feel happy. You know, they, people do all kinds of things uh, to, to make themselves feel happy. Obviously, when the Tate is talking about Simcha, it's not, not talking about these moments of happiness. So you could say there's a difference between what we would call uh, the gavra and the chefza of simcha. There's one thing that you, the moment that, that simcha is like a, a verb, an act. You do something and simcha is the, is the action that is a result, that you feel happy. But then there's simcha as what we call it, a, like the gavra, of simcha, which is that, the chefza of simcha, which is that it's not just an act, it's a state of being. That the whole person is a happy person, which is like a noun, not a verb. Just like we talk about, um, say, the difference between someone who does good things and someone who's a good person. So Chassidus talks about this. There's a isha teiv be'etzem. He's a fundamentally good person. And there's a person who does good things. What's the difference? The difference is that one is not 24-7. When they're doing good things, they're doing good things. And, no one take, and, and, and they get the credit. But not necessarily that they are uh, personalities necessarily a good one all the time. For example, when it's not convenient, they may not be so good. I remember once explaining this idea at a class I gave, and a guy came over to me, uh, he was in his 40s, and you know, I saw he was very emotional, and he told me, you know, you answered a question tonight that I've been struggling with for over 30 years, since I'm a child. My father was a big philanthropist, a very kind and benevolent person. Remember Tuesday nights, anyone that came to our house, no matter who it was, would get what they asked for, whether it was a loan, whether it was a charity, whether it was trying to help them find a job, place them somewhere. You know, my father would do whatever he could to help people. Beautiful, without any conditions. But at the same time, my father wasn't always so kind. At times he didn't treat my wife, my mother so well, or me and others in our family. And if he came Wednesday night, when he was playing his poker game or whatever he was doing Wednesday night, nobody was let in, even if they said it's an emergency. 
So I was always, as a child, confused. I wondering my father was this beautiful man, such a charitable and giving person. And then there were times that he wasn't. And tonight I have the answer. My father did good things, and I give him credit. He should, you know, he was, it was, I guess his father already passed away. But it could be that was his nature. He did good things because that was his teva. Like his father maybe did it. Maybe he learned from his father. But he wasn't necessarily 24-7 that way. If it wasn't on his terms, like it was another night, not necessarily. So there's one thing is doing good things, which again, we're not taking away in Maisha Ikid and Teda. Another is yeah, a good person, like the Friedrich Rebbe says about a soldier, that a soldier is 24-7 a soldier. Even when he's sleeping, he's a soldier. Not just a soldier when you're giving him a job and do the job. Similar to what the Rebbe speaks about shlichas, the levels of shlichas. You could be a shliach. For this particular Indian, you're a shliach. You're like the Yad, an extension of the Mishaleach. But your whole being is not necessarily shlucha shalom kamesi. It's shlucha shalom kamesi in this maise. Then there's your whole being. You're like a power of attorney, so to speak. You become an extension. That your whole personality, your whole being, all your keiches and everything is serving the Mishaleach's uh, interests. Different levels of shlichas. So in the same context, simcha, you can do things that bring you simcha, but it's not necessarily your state of being. So the, the key thing to keep in mind then is that real simcha means not just acts, it means a state of mind and a state of heart. So what does that mean? Let's speak about what that means. The Alter Rebbe speaks about simcha in Tanya and in contrast to Atzvus. So one of the things that come out, what you would, we derive from the Tanya is that a neshama be'etzem is, a, is in a state of simcha all the time. Why shouldn't it be? A neshama is a chelik mamish. It was sent to this world by the Ebershter, the shlichus. So if you only listen to the neshama and didn't have any other voices in you, the neshama is 24-7 in a state of contentment and joy. And other rabbi, the simcha that the Ebershter chose it to send to this world. So then why are we naturally besimcha? If that's a natural state of, this, of the, 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 the neshama, the answer is because we also have a goof and a nefesh abamis that has a different voice. The nefesh abamis says, I'm only happy when I get my needs met. My gosh mizdika needs, or whatever the chum needs, all the things that an animal soul gravitates to. And if it's not getting it, it's not happy. So there's a battle going on. In other words, simcha is not... Um, when you say a mitzvah, simcha is not an acquired state. It's a natural state. And the proof of it is very obvious. Look at children. You ever see a child born not besimcha? There are situations, just for the record, there are ex- ex- extenuating circumstances where either due to, uh, just like, I mean, God forbid, all kinds of challenges, whether it's the mother during pregnancy went through some difficult trauma, or uh, intentional or not intentional, or there are situations where that could be, but generally speaking, just like a healthy child is born, a healthy child is born also with natural joy. And that's why you see children giggle and children laugh, and it doesn't take much for them to do that. I'm not talking about now whether whether it's coming from a sophisticated thing or from a childish thing, but the bottom line is a child is a naturally joyous entity which tells us that the natural being, who we are, is happy. So where does a child start becoming unhappy? And some people say, I'm not a happy person. Not, I'm not a sympathetic person. It comes, yes, there is a tchunas anef, some people have a little more, we'll call it more uh, somber side to them. 
But it usually comes from what they see. If you see your parents are not happy and you see people around you, that causes sometimes that you become unhappy. Or if you're hurt, if somebody hurts you. you know, I'm not talking about a one-time thing. Any type of sustainable abuse or trauma, or uh, even if it's not so uh, overt and powerful or intense, even minor things, you know, let's say you're criticized a lot, or other things that you're invalidated as a child, as many of us have grown up with, unfortunately, this starts damping, dampening, dampening is the word. It dampens this the exuberant spirit and the natural joy of a child. So what's happening is that the, the, the natural simcha of the neshama goes undercover. It doesn't disappear. It goes undercover. So that's why when the Tater says that you should be besimcha, the Tater's not saying, oh, you're not in the mood, force yourself. How could you force yourself? Like the Rebbe would bring the, the usually I'm putting that the guy, to make himself happy, he pinches a knife the bakken, he pinches his cheeks, his face gets red, and he starts like making movement. That's not what we're talking about, becoming like a monkey and just going through motions, through, you know, through lip service. Simcha means that the mitzvah is to find the, the, who you are. That's a natural state that you belong. It's not, it would be a chiddush if we're saying, okay, a person is not, natural, let's say neutral, not necessarily an entity of simcha, and not necessarily the hypercha simcha. So sometimes yes, sometimes no, yeah. But if we be them that way, it's a whole different story. So like the Rebbe brings in many places from the Ragachav and others that when something like, uh, for example, Lisone uh, Altnoi, when it says that the Kriya Siamsuf happened, the expression Lisone in the Gemara says, that what? The Ibishta made a Tanai in the beginning of creation, that the Yam should split when the Jews will come there hundreds, uh, almost 2,000 years later. The same thing with Maise Bereshis. Eretz Yorav Shakota. The Ebushta planted into Maise Bereshis that the Tanai is that if Matan Tater will happen, then the, the, will, the world will be, be Kayam. In other words, the nature of the world was built such to be conducive for Tater. It's not a Dover Nasif. That's the key thing. So whenever you talk about something that's acquired, that's always a more of a challenge because acquired means it's not natural to you and now you have to acquire it. That doesn't mean we can't work on it. And through Aveda, through Yigi, a person can work on things. But it's a whole different story if you are Be'etzim that way and, and you may not know it or it's concealed. Because then it's a matter of Gilea'ela. It still may take a lot of work because you still have to contend with an Efeshabamis and with a history and with other voices. But when you think of it that way, even much more than, talk about Ave shortly, but even more than Ave in a way, that if the Nisham is indeed a simchedika entity, meaning the neshama is naturally joyous because it's one with elokus and one with godliness. So what reason would it not have joy? There's nothing about it. I mean, yes, it comes down to this world and the neshama has pain of being in golos. But still, be'etzem, it's a naturally happy entity. So happy here, meaning not happiness, like I said, external happiness, something profound. It's a state of being. And indeed, when you look at people who really have deep, deep simchas achayim, it's not necessarily expressed in a certain way. They just always have a certain inner contentment, a lack of uh, anxiety and stress and, and uh, fear and all those forces that are the opposite of simcha. So sometimes the simcha expresses itself, like we see this talks about simcha begili, like a chasna of your child, or your mom is celebrating in a begili dika way, which is the difference between simcha and tainuk. 
Tainuk is much more behelim and much more beetzim. Simcha is like yomtiv. Shabbos is Tainuk. Even though they overlap, they both have both. But b'cholos, and that's why Simcha is with Orchim, because then Simcha is kreise, like the Rambam Tapaskins. Simcha can't do alone. But that's the expression of Simcha. But that's coming from a deep place. When you dance at your child's wedding, the Moshech Siddhis gives. Or any Simcha that's a true Simcha, what's happening? It's not just because it happens to be a joyous occasion, because this is your child, or this is your family, or this is your friend. You're dancing because there's a real Simcha connection between you and that person. So therefore, you're being megalit through the simcha. It's not the... So that is the ultimate nekudah here. That the point is, even to Hashem b'simcha, m'shenichnes odemarim b'simcha, the Teda is not telling us, okay, no matter what mood in, I'm telling you, now you have to impose on yourself a new feeling of joy, even though you're in a bad mood or whatever it is. No, I'm telling you, now is the time to access something you have within you. It's like saying the faculty is there. It would be impossible for the Hebrews to, for example, Teda, enim evakishel lefikecha. If a person didn't have a moyach to say, use your moyach to learn Torah, if you don't have a moyach, you can't ask someone to do that. It's because we have the kaychas. Now the question is to actualize it, which is, of course, the main aveda, like in Tanya, for example. In the first chilek of Tanya, it's Lopedic Yudzayin. So he talks about uh, the moyach shaltalev. That's more like acquiring self-control. That through his bonanus, the Benini can control his But then later, after Perikis Ches and on, from Perikis when he starts talking about Avam Mesoteres, that every Yid has Be'etzem Atzmis to the Ebrishter, even though it's concealed, even Kal Shebekalim. Then he's talking about that, we're, that we have, we're wired that way. So the Vavusta question why didn't the Altarev begin with that? It seemed more, more sense when you're talking about Karivelech Adover Me'ed. Begin by first saying, since everyone's a chelikelikam and mal mamish, so everyone has avam mishuteres. Now the question is, how are you going to draw it out? The Alter Rebbe begins with meich shalta eleven pedik yud beis through uh, through uh, yud zayin, where he talks about the idea that not through avedan through yigi. So one of the answers is because of the derech harucha ktsara, because the Alter Rebbe wants not just to base base it on because you're natural, you have love, but it should be something that you work on, so then it's sustainable. It's not just because you were born that way. And then he goes and says, and deeper is that we're also born with a natural Ava. But bottom line is we have both. We have the Aveda that is Meir Shaltalev, and you also have the Ava Atzmis or the Ava Mesoteres that every Neshama has. In the context I'm talking about here, you could say also with Simcha similarly, there's the natural, natural connection that a Neshama has with Ebrishter, that's the Simcha. But sometimes to access it, you need to, to work on it. You need the Moyach Shaltalev, not to create it, but to be That's the key thing. So when you think of it that way, the Tzivu is not on changing your mood or changing your state of being. It's revealing who you really are. Which is what we generally speak about when we speak about Eden. That even if Chaz B'Shalom, Rechman al-Islam, Eid, the Goli, doesn't seem to be familiar with Tehidah Mitzvahs. So like the Rebbe always said, there's no such thing as a beginner. There's no such thing as a Jew that doesn't have an Ashama. However, he may not feel it. Or the Tinik it's concealed, or whatever the reasons are. So the goal is, okay, what do we do to reveal that which is Be'etzem there? Which changes the whole uh, equation. In other words, whoever you are, you are Be'simcha. You just don't know it. Or I should say, the main part of you is Be'simcha, but it's not, I didn't access it. There was someone who wrote to the Rebbe once. 
But he had a problem. So the Rebbe answered, Kiddur, Pizgum of Tzamech Tzedek, Trachgud v'Zangud. So, okay. So then he wrote back to the Rebbe that he, he, he was Mekayim that Sivui. Meaning, he get Trachgud and still not good. <laughs> so the Rebbe answered him, Akop Kamenish Tarufshtal. That's what the Rebbe answered. How do we translate that? You can't put a head on somebody, which means, you Trachgud? You have to, are you really thinking good or you're still in a negative state of mind? In other words, you're not really thinking the good. You're not finding the good in your life. So the Rebbe said, that I can't do for you. I could, I could tell you, good good. but you're saying that you try good and it's not good. That means you're not really putting your head into it. And I can't give you a head. Meaning he's not, so what does that mean? That it is good, but you're not able to see it. Now, we have to address, of course, the big question that I asked before. All this is fine and good. But what do we do with situations that are not just uh, you don't like it, but something that the tailor demands that a situation, let's say, in of, or talked about uh, tragedies and stuff like that. So you could answer that based on what we're discussing here. Same thing you could say, the Nisham is Be'etzim Besimcha. So when you come into this world, there's plenty of things that are that can be quite depressing, that can be quite uh, de- negative. You look around, you see the shame gave him bay. You see good people suffering, you see bad people uh, prospering. I mean, there's a lot of things you can t- find all kinds of reasons why we shouldn't be exactly uh, great simcha. And yet we still say that the neshama be'etzem is besimcha. So how could the neshama be besimcha if it sees real pain? You know? And the answer goes back to what simcha means. Remember, simcha does not mean a person is dancing and making somersaults and uh, celebrating in the most, only a chetzen way. It's a deep connection. Simcha comes from connection. Why is a person really happy and content and feels uh, complete? Is because they are connected either to their purpose, to the Ebishter, to themselves. Whenever there's a disconnection, what does it do? You know, think of it. God forbid somebody uh, is in some way violated. Someone robs, robs you. Someone breaks into your house. When you come into your house, it's a churm. It's essentially, why is, it, why is chaos and all that create a very, uh, it's demoralizing and it's um, unsettling. In many ways, it, it's, like it, it's un- unnerving and unsettling because we thrive on connection. We thrive on achdus. You know, a child is nine months in its mother's womb, completely protected, completely nurtured. The whole world began mayim b'mayim. Everything was covered in mayim. That's the nature of a human being, is to be connected and attached. We say, echod is gematri ava. Because ava is achdus. It's a connection. That's why you feel loved and you love others. There's something about it that just makes you a healthier person. When a person doesn't feel loved, they feel isolated or alone, like Echa Yoshua Badad, loneliness. That's the worst possible thing because you don't feel you belong, you don't feel anyone cares, and so on. That's why so much Avas Achim, that Achasid is Nisht Elant, is not alone. You always have someone, friends, a Rebbe, others that care about you. It's an essential component, and that's really ultimately where Simcha is connected to that. 
Because when a person has that, there's a natural joy. As I said, there's a simcha gluya where you're celebrating in a revealed way. I could say I'm putting in a revealed way. But there's a simcha sachayim, a simcha be'etzem, that's there all the time. Do you think that changes, God forbid, if a person goes through a tragedy? Not, you haven't changed, and the shama's not changed. It's still connected to the Abish. Now, for then, something happened to you that is a negative thing. Again, the Chmonel Sans shouldn't happen to anyone. So the, 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 the you has not changed. If you're, you're an intelligent being with your kachis and faculties, even if it's azman or matziv, where there is something negative happening, does that change you as a person? If it does, there's a problem. It means that your identity is not intact and you're affected by the winds of, uh, the, of the, and moods of the weather or the climate or the things that happen to you. So that's why it's a fundamental principle to realize that when tragedies happen, they should never define a person. Someone who suffered, you suffer, suffer means I suffered, but it doesn't mean I became a sufferer. It doesn't define you as a person. What defines you is your neshama. That's why every morning when we say, Shechzate bin neshmasi, that's who you are. And you're declaring it every morning, no matter what. A person you think that, that is, God forbid, sitting Shiva or gone through a tragedy, it's also It didn't change just because things happened. And that's a critical thing to really, in a way, you could say it's one of the essential messages that Rebbe shares in almost all the letters and sikhs when he talks about negative things was always that point, that you, can, you, you may not know why things happen, but you know that you can navigate and you can buy your soul and you can make it through. And if you keep forging ahead, something, there'll be a breakthrough. The worst thing is to become paralyzed in the process of thinking, you know, that I am a weak person, I suffered. You look at all Holocaust survivors that really thrived afterwards, you think that they didn't suffer. How could you not? People lost entire families. But there was nevertheless some type of flame, like the Neir Hashem Nishmasadim, that stayed alive, that gave them something to move forward. So interestingly, in other words, sadness, suffering, pain, is not a state of simcha. We think it is, because initially it's two different kavim. But from the point of view of someone that's connected, the Ebrishter wanted a person now to go through something that's more difficult. It's the same Ebrishter. You know the famous story with uh, Rab Zusha and Rab Elimelech? Everyone tells the story about when they were in prison. And, uh, and, and uh, Rab Zusha was all uh, depressed. And his brother said to him, why are you so depressed? He says, look, look where we are here. He said, but the Hashem taught us, our teachers taught us that. If there's Hashem B'Simcha, everything should be B'Simcha. The Ebrishter wants us to be here, even though it's prison. Said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, the prison doesn't bother me. We can't make a bracha. So it's weeks already since we're here that we can't make a bracha because in the, in the cell, there was a pail. It was a bathroom, basically. So you couldn't make a bracha. So Rabbi Al-Melech, I think Rabbi Al-Melech told it to Rabbi Zusha. I'm not sure who said it to whom, but I, one of the ways. He said to him, yeah, but the same Eberster that said that, it, that you make a bracha tell, told you that in this type of situation, you don't make a bracha. So you're also mekayim at you know, similar to what the Friedrich Rebbe said when they asked him when he was arrested. They asked him if he knows Eberveiz, where it is. Because you know, he was not cooperating. So they said, do you know where you are? And in Yiddish, one of the Yafsexia guys said, the Rebbe Veiz, where it is? He says, yeah. Basically like a Dilshel Susim, like a stable. He was essentially insulting them that way. Yeah, I'm a place with Potter for a mezuzah. 
Not like a bathroom, a staple, the same idea. So the Rebbe says in the Sikha, he explains that, that without a gufa, they, the Rebbe Friedrich Rebbe was Mamshech Halakus. Sometimes you Mamshech Halakus through a mitzvah, sometimes you Mamshech the mitzvah that you shouldn't have a mezuzah. That's also a, 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 a lakus. It's just the derech shel like a lisa set. So as soon as Abzusha heard that from his brother, he started dancing. Great simcha. He's been making a mitzvah by not making a brach. So the story goes that all the inmates, the goyim, everybody started dancing with them. It became a halanke there. It became a party. The goyish anti-Semitic guard came running and said, what's going on here? They said, well, the Jew is dancing, so we're also dancing. Why is the Jew dancing? He's in prison here. He says something about the pail in his room. We don't really know what, but there's something about the pail. So they, the guard said, oh, really? I'll show you, you know, dirty Jew. And he took the pail out of the prison. Okay, so now, of course, he can make a brach. <laughs> so ended up having both the mitzvahs. The mitzvah of not making a brach, and then the mitzvah of making a brach. The point is, uh, they say the story about the Kotzker once. He was walking near a river. And saw somebody deep in the river was like couldn't swim. He was like drowning. And he says, "Help me, save me, Atzeleni." Kotzka said to him, "I can't, I can't swim myself. I can't come. It'll put me also in sakana." He says, "But I'm dying." Anyway, the Kotzka said to him, yelled to him, "Listen, when you get to the bottom of the water, send a dash a, 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 a regards to the Levyosin." You know, the guy started laughing. He gave him keiches and chayes, so he was able to swim to the. To, to swim to safety. So sometimes, it's in, uh, paradoxically, Simcha and, and, and uh, you know, in this case, he gave, you know, can also add energy. But it's not fake, because as I said, it all comes from Be'etzem, that's who we are. And that's a critical, critical point. And I can tell you, you know, I'm saying it to you, you're all Sheidin and Lomdim and Ge'enim and Maskilim and Avdim and all the Midas, right? But I've shared this idea with secular audiences, with audiences, psychological uh, psychologists and so on, and they're taken by it because Tatus says this. You're not going to find it elsewhere because who else can tell you what you're made of? A psychologist can tell you here are ways you should counter your depression or your anxiety or your stress and so on. But the Tata tells us, no, Anishama is created with Salam Alakim, and as a result of that, it's naturally Basimcha. Yes, you can go to a helm, just like the world is also created by the Abishta, and then there's a helm by Esther, the Tzimtzum, which ultimately evolves in the Gufanev Shabbamis that can conceal the inherent Simch. So, with that, it takes a whole different take on when you say Mishnechnes Odem Arbem Besimcha. We're saying now that Odem came and brought him Mazla and all the qualities that Odem has, and especially we know Purim, and Purim is also, just to add to the equation, Purim. Actually, miyogin lesimcha. Purim was first the opposite, and then chedesh hashenepach lahem. So Purim shows that exactly right. So even though when it was difficult time, but there was a natural simcha by Mordechai and by the children that he spoke to, that they knew that if you do what you have to do, the Ebrister will help, and that's what happened. So Purim emphasizes not just simcha but also a simcha that comes from the opposite, and that's ultimately the answer that Rebbe gives. Mishenichnis other. Because that's what the word is. We want to know that it's not just Marbim Besimcha here and Mamayitim Besimcha here. It's all part of one cycle. Even in the Mamayitim Besimcha, ultimately the goal is to be Mahapachet, or the Mamayitim Besimcha through the Simcha that we can do today. Because that's the Kavon, it's not two worlds. See, even in the darkest Helen, Ultimately, there's also a reason to be besimcha. It's a different seer, 
Obviously, when a person is, is uh, grieving, it doesn't take on the same shape as when they're dancing at a wedding. But the etzem, kashem shemavarchim ala bracha, kach mavarchim, and the opposite. Because everything has a lakus in it. The question is how Bogolian is and what shape and form it takes. Final thing I want to say about Ava, whether you can say the same thing with Ava. I've not seen that, that the same idea. The Ava does say that his boninus brings the Ava. Simchi could also say his boninus, but it adds, a, it adds much when you know it's also our natural state. You could maybe say Ava is also that naturally we're kulam, uh, kulam asimais. And Avechadukalon, like he says in Tanya, Periklamid Beis. So Ava are also essentially connected. There's also Atzmizdika Ava between us, and of course between us and Eibishter. So there's bondness to be Megala that. I've not seen that say Befeidish. I just thought that maybe based on this point, that also adds another element even to the Vart of the Magid, that Ava is in addition to his bondness, it's also ultimately our Atzmizdika connection to each other and to the Eibishter. So when you're commanded to after the Echa Kamecha of after Sashem Lekecha, number one, the mitzvah is on these bonus. Number two, it's ultimately regalis, something that's ready there, but that's it. So with that, you know, my say Iker, as the Rebbe said, Meshanich Nasad, the Marbin Besimcha, maybe a Simcha Dik a month, and every day, Mailin Bekedish, Marbin, and starts not Purim, it starts right away at Rishchedish. We should have all the Simchas, Begali, Beteva, Nirva, Nigla, and ultimately the Simchas, Elam, Alresham, the the total Gula Amitiz Vashlema in all the Gilidika things with the Rebbe and the Rebbetzin and, and the people who were Kaddish Shemayim and gave their lives on Kiddush Hashem all returned to us Begali Shamas Begufim Dalamata Asarat Vach Okay Afrelech and Chedish